Okay, so I think I'm live. I, I was just unsure for a little moment. Um, I should be. Jonas made this link. If there's anyone here who can um, uh, tell me if they can hear me, that would be nice. Because this is the podcast for today, Friday, the 9th of July. And I'm supposed to do this together with Jonas, but he was working and I was just talking with him on the phone and then he had to run. He's working um, uh, with the ambulance. So obviously <laughs> he had to go and save some lives. So uh, I need to do this by myself. Uh, and now I'm just, uh, just give me a moment. I'm just going to check. Uh, it is recording and it should be live. You should also have gotten the link from Jonas. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and chat a little bit about puppies and training in general. Um, I haven't got any questions and we just did a Q&A yesterday and I think most of the, the questions were answered, but I can repeat this. Um, as you know, I can always find something something to talk about so I don't think it will be a problem first of all the practical information about your individual uh, assignments is to film yourself training the puppies and we talked about during the Q&A yesterday so I'm not going to repeat what we just talked about but if you still have some questions please go and and uh, listen to the Q&A which I'm going to upload now in your course uh, platform in Simplero and um, uh, Q&As. Okay, so I'm going to do that just after I'm finished with the podcast. Um, I personally, I, I really, I, I like to do puppy courses and courses for adolescent dogs. Um, adolescent dogs, because they give me, uh, it's, it's challenging. Um, it's challenging because we need to get the owners to understand the behavior of a young dog because most of the behavior is very, very normal. But a lot of people think they have a dog that is um, having some trouble with the problem, with their behavior. So, so they think it's a problem behavior. And of course, it can be a problem with the behavior, but it's not necessarily because the, the dog has some issues like a problem other than being young. Uh, and the same thing actually with, with puppies. There's so many things that are normal for puppies. Uh, I'm not saying that it's not a problem for the owner when the puppy is eating their iPhone, uh, but it's a normal thing to do. And um, puppies, all dogs, and the puppies especially, they explore a lot because things are new to them. So and like I talked about before, they need to be curious. They, they're born curious. They should be allowed to be curious. Curiosity is developing their everything. It's, it's helping them develop everything um, to feel safe, uh, to not be fearful, and to find out what is a good choice and what's bad choices. And since they don't have hands like we do, 
they put things in their mouth to taste, to check out, is it edible? Is it something I can play with? Does it make a sound? Um, all of these things. Is it interesting? So that's why they, they like to put things in their mouth. So I always um, suggest to the, to the owner of a puppy that they should clean their house. I mean, take away the things that they are afraid of. And of course, the things that are not good for their puppies to eat which is dangerous for the puppies to eat. But <clears throat> once they've taken these things away, they should actually put out things for them to explore. So that's a good excuse for having a bit of a mess in your house and your garden when you have a puppy, to have a lot of different things, different textures, um, different sizes, uh, everything laying around. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Um, at one of Amber Batson's um, seminars, this is a few years ago, so uh, I might not really remember the, the actual number, but it was surprisingly high in a study made, uh, I think in, um, I think it was in Africa, in Southern Africa, uh, that dogs in general, they liked to chew at or to feel and chew up to more than 40 different textures and tastes, 40. So uh, obviously when we have a puppy and we go and buy a bone, like a traditional bone, uh, the, the bones made out of, of skin of cows or something, the what I call a bit boring bones, <laughs> um, you can buy them from the, your food store and grocery shop and, and the pet store and everything. That might not be very exciting for the puppy. So coming along with the same bone uh, won't work for, for more than maybe a couple of times. So that's why we should have a lot of different things and different textures uh, laying around and offering the puppy. Um, for example, when you want to uh, help your puppy to learn bite inhibition, which is a job actually that the mother should do. But uh, now we're taking the puppies from their mother when they're very young. So we need to do the, the work that the mother was supposed to do. Um, when they are biting us or objects they're not supposed to bite, they don't know the difference, by the way. If your table or your chair is an expensive chair or if it's just, you know, it, for the puppy, it's just something exciting, something maybe even good tasting to bite and to chew. Uh, so um, what was my point? <laughs> my point was when your puppy is biting something it's not supposed to bite, you have to change whatever the puppy is biting with something that is more interesting, at least the same a level of interest. I mean, that's something boring. So people get confused because they carry around the bone that they bought in the pet store two weeks ago, the same bone, and they keep offering the same bone or the same toy to the puppy. And the puppy does just not, it's not interested for obvious reasons. It's not interesting enough. So make sure to have a lot of different things to, to have the puppy to chew.
uh, to and to explore. Uh, okay, what else can I say about poppies? Uh, I've said this many times before, and I'm going to repeat the importance of remembering that the um, concentration span of a puppy and a young dog, but for a puppy, it's even shorter. So, so when you're training the puppy with um, uh, for attention sound, for for recall, uh, for the thank you cue, which I prefer to 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 say as a thank you cue, not a leave it cue, but it's the same thing. Um, or or stop to do something could also be. Um, we need to train them in very short. Uh, periods of time, like seconds or a minute at the most, and then have have a break. And that break could be anything. It could be do some trees, treat searching, or it could be just letting the puppy sniffing around, letting the puppy choose what to do. Play is also um, something to interrupt training by play, sleep, rest. Um, exploring everything else that, but training. And then you can do the same thing again. So you can train something several times a day uh, instead and do it once or twice instead of having a 10-minute training session. The chances that the puppy will learn more is a lot higher when you do it several times a day, once or twice, instead of doing a five or 10 minute straight um, training session straight. Um, okay, what else? Yeah, I wanna talk about cues. Like I said, stop, uh, leave it, thank you and all this. These things, you have to remember, it's up to you what you call them because the, the dog doesn't know the difference. It hears the sound. So if you say stop, or if you say orange, it's the same thing for the dog. You just need to find a word or a sound. When, you, when, you, when you're teaching the attention sound, you need to find a sound. So um, it could be funny to teach your dog orange for stop. <laughs> and, and um, well, thank you for, for leaving something for you, for letting go of something they have in their mouth. Um, you should do that anyhow. But stop is also, I mean, it's a, it's a good cue to know. I mean, stop, for example, um, is also for the dog's own safety. Uh, in my opinion, we need to teach the dog some things because of safety, and that is recall and the stop cue for stopping and standing still instead of continuing to walk ahead. It could be a road, it could be a car, it could be a bicycle, it could be another dog, it could be a child, whatever, but to stop. Uh, but what you actually use as a word for that cue doesn't really matter, really. But of course, it's easy to, to use stop <coughs> because, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> A lot of other people would, would say the same thing. So if you have someone taking care of your dog, when you're gone for the weekend, when your dog is older, and your dog <laughs> has, has been taught that stop is actually orange or apple, 
then your dog um, dog um, care would have to know that then, of course. <clears throat> so that's uh, interesting. Um, when it comes to uh, reading material, again, now it seems like uh, they are about to get the puppy book from uh, Tudit and Steph, Stephanie um, published this in English this uh, fall, hopefully. And as soon as it is as it is, I will let you know, of course. In the meantime, uh, I'm not really sure what to recommend to you because there's so many puppy books in English and I haven't read most of them. There are hundreds of them probably. Um, so you, you have to think about, you can read whatever book you want to, but you have to make, use common sense when you read a book. Reading is always useful. Um, and you can also take out things that you think is sense, make sense to you and then leave out other things. It doesn't, no books are perfect. No books is exactly what we are thinking about um, a certain topic, but it gives you perspective of what other people might think about it. But you have to make sure that the books you read have at least references I don't buy or read books uh, where it says, you know, the author uh, is so-and-so, um, a dog owner or breeder for 40 years, and that's it, with no references. That gives me nothing. It has to be references. Um, and actually, with the references, when it comes to reading books, you should be more um, interested in the references when you start reading books. Because from the references, we again find other references. And that's how you, you can get more into a subject or a topic of your interest. So references are always good. And um, books, an author that always have a lot of references is Mark Beckoff, actually. I've noticed he has several pages of references. And for that reason, uh, I would recommend his books because they also contain the references. But again, remember a book is just an author's opinion or a take on something. It comes all kinds of books are like that. It's like an interview. It's like something that you can say instead of writing. So for some reason, as people, we think that if it's written in a book, it's the truth. But that's, of course, not true. And we learned that when we study at the university, to be critical of whatever we read. Doesn't mean necessary that it's not right what it says in the book, but we should always keep an open mind when we read a book. So you're welcome, of course, to explore all kinds of puppy books. Maybe you can even find some that are quite good. And then I would be very happy if you shared it with us. Um, so please do that. Okay, so I've been talking for 16 minutes. There is no one here, and now I'm unsure if I'm actually, I am recording, so that it will be a podcast at some point. Um, Jonas will put it out there, 
where he told you he would put it. I don't know what he's doing with the post podcast. Um, but since there are no questions and I don't really have anything on my mind right now, and Jonas is not here to have a conversation with, I think I should keep on doing whatever work I have to do today and then go for a nice walk with my dogs. And then if you have any questions for our ne next podcast next Friday, um, you're welcome to send us an email uh, beforehand or just uh, go live at two o'clock uh, Central European time. Okay, so that's it for me today. Have a very, very nice weekend and we'll talk soon. Bye.